hello. What's going on? Sitting here with Mr. Wes Julian. Hey, man. What's going on? Not much, dude. How are you doing? Man, I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, man. yeah. Like, of I've course. been watching yeah. the episodes. I've been, like, low-key wanting to come on. Oh, I appreciate so that, like, dude. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man. Hell, yeah. Stoked to have you here. Uh, thanks for making the journey on over. Ah, uh, it's all good. <laughs> get out of this fucking heat. I know. It, was, it was hot as all get out outside. <laughs> it's like... Sheesh. <laughs> Finally feels like summer after like a super like crazy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no more rain, maybe. Yeah, and even the winter was just like weird. Like it was just weather's been this wild. crazy longest flood ever. Yeah. Wow. Like it's, it broke the height record and it was like for the longest days, it was like over twice as long yeah, as like, like the last eighteen hundreds. Like yeah. some some stuff like that. Like it's it's been crazy out there. It's been it's been nuts. Yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> Hell yes. So you're a drummer, producer, extraordinaire. Ah uh, man, I, I try my best. I try my best to just do my part in you know, just do my part, you know. So hell yeah. Now are you a member of any one band or you just play around a lot? Uh, I'm a mm -hmm. member of a couple bands actually. Mm -hmm. Um I play with uh Alicia Monique. Uh she's from here. Me and her go back like literally twenty years. Um, like she used to sing in my mom's choir and stuff as kids. So, right. uh, yeah, I play for her. She's uh, in Chicago now, so I'm, I, I play up there with her. And we just got done playing Navy Pier. Mm -hmm. um, that nice. was really dope. Uh, just to see her grow and stuff like that has been nuts. Uh, I play with another group that's in uh, Chicago, uh, Tamari T and the Electric Company. Uh, they play exotic funk really yeah it's it's so what's that it's like? it's different it's one of those things do you say exotic exotic funk because yeah. there's a lot of influence like a lot of african and afro-cuban influences there's a lot of house influences there's funk influences so it's like it's it's one of the most beautiful experiences and most liberating and freeing experiences you could probably ever experience at at a show and I don't even call it a show or performance because I think it's just one of those things you just have to experience mm -hmm. so I recommend anybody if y'all get a chance check out Tamari T and the Electric Company and okay. check out Alicia too well any of the artists that I, I mentioned I check please check out. them out yeah. uh, sounds crazy also uh, I just got off tour with Tim Stop uh, we were touring with uh, the band Chicago yeah, that's um, awesome. That was that was insane. How um, long was that tour? It was about about a month, about three and a half weeks. Damn. So yeah, that was a really cool tour. Um, it was for the Birds tour, uh, to promote his uh album, uh that came out um came out last year, I believe. But uh, him and his wife had a baby, so they had to put off touring and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And we got a chance to to go on tour with Chicago, so that was really really amazing. Have you been playing with him for a while? Uh, that was the first time I played with them. Okay. I, I got that uh, through Justin Farley, uh, nice. engineer at Skylark. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Skylark, too. Uh, really great studio. Hell yeah. Um, I also play for, let's see, who else? Um, I'm one of the rotating drummers for the Channel Cats. Yeah, I think that's where I first saw you play live. I was there one I, time. Oh, I didn't even know it was you at the time. Uh, and I was yeah. like, oh, wait, is that that one dude? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, at Ben River. Uh, yeah. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Craig Heidegger and, and mm -hmm. Leland and Michael Roth. Uh, really great guys. 
Um, actually, we just did a, I just did a gig with them a little while back, and we did a two drummer thing, and I played with Andrew Ross. Uh, so we made this like we called it the Super Kit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I had like a snare and a hi hat and a kick, and a couple cymbals, and we had one like floor tom that we were sharing. Okay. He had another tom, and then he had his whole setup on his side, and it was just, it was insane. Damn. Um, but yeah, the Channel Cats, I played with them. I'm one of the rotating drummers. Um, I've also played with um, who else? I've played with so many people. Uh, Pippi Ardania, uh, she's in the Galesburg area now, and and Daniel Leahy, like he's up there as well. They're amazing artists and amazing people. Like yeah, oh my goodness, I I met them at the perfect time in life, and they they just they're just full of so much love. Um, I also played drums and. Um, for uh, Torian Ball, I've oh. also produced and engineered for him as well. Me and him go nice. back ten plus years. Um, uh, I still remember the <laughs> I still remember the four a.m. <laughs> sessions that we used to have when I used to intern at uh, Classic Studios in Chicago. Damn, so that was nuts. Um, but yeah, I played for him and put together a band for him, Vibe Tribe. Um, who else? Yeah, I play for a lot. I could go just, on. Yeah, just you could go on for so long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's did awesome. I mention Tierra Deshanae? I've played for her I before. So. Yeah, she's in Chicago too. She's super okay. dope and makes jewelry like her jewelry. Actually, I, I have one of her pieces on oh, right now. She made this. Nice. I got this at a gig. So thanks, Tierra, for the hell yeah for the chunk. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Now, what was it like when you were younger? Were you always into drums and stuff? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I started off playing drums when I was, uh, well, I'll just put it to like this. I got my first gig uh, when I was six. Really? So I started playing in church, like on services and stuff like that, okay. like Sunday services when like I was a like six drums, years old. Like a regular drum set? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Um, Terry Patton was the one who put me on and really kind of got me into it and knew that that was something that he felt I was going to be really good at and he, he just kept pouring into me and just you know just really looking out and, and other people as well but he was one of the main people in my early stages of playing drums that really just yeah just put me on so yeah that's cool that's pretty young yeah so like were you drumming before you got in playing at the church and stuff like, uh yeah did you just start out there I mean that's uh I guess that's where I really started owning in, but I, I guess, you know, as a kid, I was always beating on things and, and um, in my room playing. I remember I have little drum sets and uh, <laughs> I actually remember when a couple of my drums or whatever, like, let's say they were broken or whatever, they, they might have not known how to, you know, fix heads and needed new heads and stuff. So I would take other toys and actually put them in place of the other drum set and stuff like that. So I'd make my own like trap kits and stuff like yeah. that. And now that I think about it, I, I think that's <laughs> that's influenced a lot of my production stuff. So it's like, it kind of starts to make sense now. Like, <laughs> you know, just really kind of looking back and tracing back some of those earliest uh, memories, even though some of them are kind of vague, you know, it's like now that I'm older, I'm able to piece it all together a little more. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So how old are you now then? Twenty six. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been like twenty whole years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So was there someone that got you into playing drums very young, or like you said, was it just you yeah, beating Terry, on yeah. stuff as a child? And then yeah, like, uh, I think I was always around music. Uh, my godparents, um, all of their children are music and we incline. My godbrother, uh, Boopy, um, he plays organ and, and piano and stuff like that. He always put me on good music, like just always, no matter where it was at, whether it was you know in, in church or whether I was just kicking it with him, he always had something cool mm-hmm. in his trunk. You know, I was just always blasting good music. Right. Uh, I think there's even videos where I was like three months old and he's playing the organ and he's holding me at the same time. Nice. So it's like, it was just one of those things. I was always around it. My mom uh, was a choir director. She played organ and piano. And in high school, she played like alto sax, tenor sax, nice. uh, very sax. So it's just, you know what I mean? My mother's side of the family is very musically inclined. So I just always around it. I actually grew up with a B3 organ Damn. in the crib. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I didn't realize how dope that was until I got older and it was gone. I'm yeah, like, Wait. Yeah, like, no. Mom's had a B3. I was spoiled. Oh, and shit. Yeah, <laughs> goddamn. <know>. But. <laughs> Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so um what are you doing now since you're back from tour? I've just been, you know, just playing with as many artists as possible. Like I've been playing with Alicia a lot. Um I did a gig with Robert Killiam um in spring in the Springfield area. Um actually we we're in Jacksonville at uh University of Illinois or Illinois College? Yeah, Illinois College in Jacksonville, Illinois. Um, who else? Uh, like I said, just uh, just really trying to play with as many people as possible. Got a couple of other projects I'm doing some work on, you know, with some mm-hmm. other artists um, in the Chicago area and just, just kind of uh, uh, trying to produce a little more, working with some more artists, um, even working on some own, uh, my own personal stuff. Mm-hmm. as well um i haven't really told anybody that so y'all are the first this is the first time anybody's no. like truly hearing that like you heard it here real, first real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so working on some of my own uh my own personal project uh another beat tape i'm thinking on an instrumental project nice yeah and then w- how are you gonna release that just online and yeah yeah i'm gonna do it online Hell uh, yeah. so yeah i'm still uh I'm finish up i got a few more pieces i need to finish up and then just some uh some mixing mastering things to do but yeah so what kind of like beats is it like a lot of acoustic instruments mixed digital uh, or? With, with this go around uh i i can say I, i've truly been experimenting and that's all i'll truly say i'll put it to you like this those who've been in the studio with me understand where what i've been doing Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've kind of been trying to figure out what the Quad City sounds like. And I think I've, at least, you know, if you were to describe what you see in sound, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff I've kind of been working on, figuring it out. And, um, you know, I've just been around a lot of great people who've kind of helped bring a lot of these these things out of me and helped me kind of, put these things out and really just push it out there mm-hmm. so yeah i'm excited about finishing this up hell yeah that'll be awesome so is it, have you ever done anything like that before um a little bit um actually um if you listen to uh fantana's 
latest project I did some co-production on there and you'll kind of hear some of those ideas that we went along with as far as kind of um well I guess I'll kind of give it away now (laughs) where it's like kind of messing around with um acoustic objects like whether using the human voice Mm -hmm. or finding anything in this room and figuring out how to make it a drum um I typically don't sample the sound I play it out like a percussion instrument since I am a drummer Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I'm like I just play it like it's a drum hell yeah so that's been kind of one of the things that I've kind of been working on to kind of get the point across as far as like using different colors and, and textures and music and, and kind of making it relatable and something that you know you can feel that you could see you know if you heard it you would know what it looks like mm-hmm. so yeah hell yeah did you say there was a name for that project or uh i'm not gonna give it away unreleased yet, yet. I'm, I'm not gonna give it, i know i had know what it is but i'm not gonna give it away yet coming soon <laughs> hell yeah that sounds awesome um now, have you been in albums a lot with the bands you've been in and stuff? You said what? Have you, like, you know, recorded albums with a lot of the bands you've been in in the past? Um, I actually haven't. For the most part, um, a lot of bands I played in, at least in the earlier stages um, in my life, were either, you know, cover bands or we were just um, just playing just new stuff or whatever, but nothing. We got a chance to really truly record. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are... Um, I know we're finishing up some things with Alicia's project this year. So that's going to be really cool. I'm working on recording with another band that's in Chicago. I think I have that session tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. Nice. Um, So, yeah, um, I haven't necessarily had a chance to record a lot of albums. But, like I said, I've done some production for people. Like, um, Mm -hmm. I did a production for one of Pootyville's first pro- his like first project I did a song on there um I did some production for Xavier Roussan um who else uh sheesh Vic Vic Jones um he's a singer around here he's he's really dope um I think we're gonna have some more stuff coming really soon nice um who else have I worked with I've worked with a lot of people <laughs> around here. There's a lot of people, whether it was from the production standpoint, whether it was from when I was hosting shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I've, I've worked with so many people. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people to work with. Yeah, around and here, I, I want to continue to work with more, you know, mm-hmm. just seeing what's going on in the Quad Cities. Like, this is, this is the time to get some work in, like, you know, I mean, this is the time now. Yeah, we were talking before the podcast. He's like a like QC historian over here. We should write a book. Ah <laughs> uh, man, no, I just got shit. put on game by a lot of the the as as we it'd be called in the African culture, the griots. You know, a lot of a lot of people who just know a lot of the uh, a lot of the history, a lot of the OGs. You know, mm-hmm. um, people like um, like like Shelley Moore guy or, or, or Nate Lawrence. You know, they, they truly know a lot of the history of, like, Rock Island and, and East Moline and how true, like, how deep our roots really are here. And to be able to learn where we've been, it's helped me 
to to gain a better understanding of where we're going right now mm-hmm. in the direction that we're going in I, I i can honestly say that uh the quad cities we have a very bright future ahead mm-hmm. a lot of things are are coming and yeah and particularly in the arts uh we'll be able to thrive because a lot of those things that are coming are happening what do you think is going to be the big thing that starts to set it all off weed weed, <laughs> weed motherfucker no, 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 for real but for real like the fact that um we just got legalization mm-hmm. in illinois that's going to be major people are going to want to come here that's going to make us a tourist attraction the fact that chicago right now is becoming the new uh they're becoming like the midwest la so many movies and so many shows are being shot out there right now uh they've got let's see the all-star week nba all-star weekend is happening next year 2020 mm-hmm. so by then legalization is going to happen you know what i mean like right there's a lot of power moves that are being set up yeah and then uh we just got approved um uh for the budget for the uh for the train for the amtrak mm-hmm. right so like that means <laughs> It's gonna be easy access to get to Chicago. Yeah, it's like right Therefore, downtown. a lot of the artists, a lot of artists want to be able to have um, fan bases and starting off when they're starting off to try to expand, they at least try to go to two to three hours each direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But to have an easier way to get here, to make that commute that much simpler, just have an Amtrak. Right. That means a lot of QC artists can go there, and a lot of Chicago artists can come here. And people can start expanding because that means they can start hitting that Iowa scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? In Chicago, so it's like. Well, if they're going to be like the train station, they're like, no bands allowed, no musicians allowed. Everyone starts bringing on all their gear and uh, shit. Yeah, that's all Bringing gotta, in all the, that's the why PA us and is, uh, <laughs> That's why us as venues or people who have venues or whatever, um, our venues need to make sure they have back lines, making sure that they have drum sets there and amps there. Mm-hmm. So that way it's a little easier on on other musicians coming in. So they just have to bring the the little things. They they just got to bring their acts or let's say they got to bring, you know, let's say they have a pedal board that they want to bring. You know what I mean? But they don't have to bring everything. And I think that'll make it a little easier for. So any venues out there, if you can, please, please, please get a back line. Yeah. <laughs> like, get, some amps, get some drum sets. Be prepared for what's about to happen. <laughs> but you as a drummer. You don't mind playing uh, just a house set? Nah, besides, I'll bring my own cymbals or like my own snare drum and mm. my own pedal just because there's, there's certain, certain things. Yeah, there's certain things that give me like my sound or my voice. But besides that, I don't mind playing the house kit. Not, not at all. Yeah, I always wondered if any drummers were like very particular. Like, there I are some that kit. are. There are some that are. But I think it would make sense. Yeah, uh, the cymbals. Yeah, you can yeah. Pedal, like, you, can you know what I mean? That. Just those little things that just make me. Maybe even me. your own seat. If you, yeah, you know, if need be. If need but, yeah, but besides that, nah, I'm okay with. I can work with just about. Actually, <laughs> I just did a rehearsal where I played like a storage tub. Uh, a triangle where I put some keys like my car keys on there and like a the small like little like four inch like hand drum nice and I just used that as a kid and rocked it <laughs> and it worked yes <laughs> shout out to Jermon man shout out to Jermon it's Fucking probably Chicago and shout out to Phil uh, Maniachi as well um 
yeah really cool guys uh that i played with a little bit in, in chicago so yeah hell yeah being a good musician is probably no problem you could probably drum on anything uh we, could, I, we can make just, it work like you said we could grab something from in this room yeah. got this giant die this die. you could drum on this yeah but real talk <laughs> to, to, in order to make music it's just you just need something that you can create a vibration with create a frequency with whether that's through your voice whether that's through an object it's it's all music Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can make it into music. It's like I said. It's just it's literally sound. It's frequencies. So, if <laughs> that's you can create music with anything. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Most definitely. Now, uh, again, when you were a kid, uh, just getting into drumming, what was the music that was influencing you at the time? Um, at the time, I was playing a lot of gospel music and a lot of um, I was listening to a lot of funk. Like, uh, one of the things I would do, um, I would go to sleep listening to, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire or Gap Band or Luther Vandross. So I was also, I was always just listening to something that was just really groovy mm-hmm. <laughs> and just felt good. So mm-hmm. it was just, you know, I, I always, like, literally every night I listened to music. So it was, yeah, that's kind of some of my earliest influences as far as what kind of gave me you know my sound uh-huh. uh, now did you get a drum kit when you were really young or were you just playing like at the church like their drum set or something uh, like um, when, when did you get your first like kit my first or, kit Ooh, when did I get it I said I probably got like a, a toy kit at an early early age but one of the first kits I remember was I had like a green Yamaha stage custom uh, a close family friend of the family Meyer Johnson got it for me and you know like uh, that was one of the first ones like in high school that I gigged with and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, we used to do gigs at um, uh, Hotel Blackhawk I, I was in a band called R.I. Rhythm um and we would do jazz gigs and we were in like I said, we were in high school. I was a senior in high school and mm. Mason was what a sophomore. Riley had been junior, Garrett was a junior. So yeah, like we were in high school playing at <laughs> super nice ass hotel. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, you're making decent ass money, you know, for a high school student like right. making over a hundred plus and some tips. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> you know that, that's that's decent. that's not too bad. I mean, I mean I'm sure you know, people call it what you want. Well, especially as a money. high school kid, sure. Yeah, it's like, like I'm, not, I I'm not paying any bills in high school, right. for real. Like, I'm living rent-free, so I got, a, you know, 100 extra bucks just for whatever. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> now, when you were younger, was it just like a hobby to you, or did you really want to pursue music as a career, like, all the time? Um, It's one of those things that I knew I was going to do, but... I guess I just had to be, um, I had to gain the confidence in myself that I was going to do it and I could do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because of course I wanted to try other things too. I know I played sports all throughout high school and stuff too. Um, but probably around like my junior, senior year of high school is when I knew like, okay, like music is it. Like I yeah. know like 
without a shadow of a doubt like this is what i'm doing like period (laughs) then that did that change a lot for you at the time with the way you were going about pursuing drums and music and everything um like did you like go at it harder or anything i think it was just more so like maybe a gradual progression of how to go about it Mm -hmm. um definitely a it's definitely been a process um at first i went to the conservatory of recording arts and sciences in arizona and got um a degree or diploma in um audio engineering yeah. So, and then I interned at Classic Studios in Chicago. Um, shout out to Chris and um, Elton. They, um, Headache, Jeff, man, those guys are doing great things and just killing the game. Darwin, like a lot of those guys are just up there killing it. Like, it's hard. I'll put it to you like this. It's hard for you not to hear an Elton mix hmm. and hip hop and stuff like that. Like, at least with a lot of cool artists. Like, you know, he did shit for like Chance and uh like joy perp um no name uh smino like not like they're phenomenal nice um uh so i did that and then afterwards i went to western illinois uh one of my homies uh dwayne um he's playing football and i'm like you know what I, i knew at the time i wasn't ready to to be in chicago and be able to live there i i knew i needed to experience some more life so Went to Western, um, finished up there recently, um, within the past, what, year? Last year. So, um, and then now I'm kind of, like, doing a lot of stuff in Chicago a lot now. So, it's just been a gradual progression and a gradual um, journey. It's been a slow grind. And it still is, but it's been really dope. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It'll continue to just snowball. Yeah, yeah man. I'm hoping so and just to to continue to just uh do dope things and put on for the squad cities, you know. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my one of the things I rock with I like calling us the squad cities. Squad cities. Squad cities. Cuz I think it's a, it's going to take a team effort for us to be able to do everything that we can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um we just have to really squad up. <laughs> like do you think it'd be really different if it was like you know the size of the whole quad cities if that just happened to be like one actual city you know you think there's like a the fact that we're like broken up that's why the quad cities isn't really like known as like a big city or anything yeah because i mean yeah, i know it's not I that big anyway that. but yeah i i can see how that that kind of plays into it because it's not like other cities aren't broken up Cause you know what I mean, like bigger those bigger cities, of course, are broken up. Like I mean, I'm in Chicago often. It's not like, you know, people complain sometimes about going having to go all the way from the south side to the north side, or further out north for a gig. You know what I mean? Which no, I get it, cause it takes a long fucking time to yeah. get to the gig. Sometimes it could take over an hour. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, we don't have to deal with anything that bad right. <laughs> at all. So, um. I can see, you know, how we're all broken up. And on top of that, we're broken up on two sides of the, you know, by the river. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But right, right. that's also super interesting, too. Like, it's a lot of interesting things about that. Like, even the fact that the part right there is where it goes east and west instead of north and south mm-hmm. is super trippy. Right, right. 
Yeah, it's like the only spot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Craziness. Are you uh have you are you originally from the Quad Cities? Yeah, Rock Island. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm from, Rocktown. Hell yeah. Yeah, thirteen twenty four fifteenth street is where where the dream started. <laughs> nice. That's that's facts. Thirteen twenty four. Yeah. Almost like one, two, three, four. Close. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, man. Right Which across shit? from Longview Park. Nice. Yeah. So do you think you'll do you ever consider going to like moving anywhere else or um like even in the future, like in a while, like a long time even? Or? I mean, I'm I'm I stay in Chicago a lot. I'm I'm basically up there. You'll just be like probably traveling a lot. Yeah, like. so um, with the music but, and everything too. Yeah, but you know, Rock Island and the Quad Cities will always be home, no matter what. Like mm-hmm. I mess whenever I mess around and get some big boy money, I'll always have a place here. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, just Gotta have a home base always. Yeah. Like I feel that there's nothing like home. Like it's such a unique area too. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I, I like the pace of the Quad Cities. You know, we're not. We're not city enough to be city, but we're not country enough to be country. Like, you can go to downtown, find something to do, but if you want to kind of just get away and be bored and just chill out, like I like to sometimes, and get away from the hustle and bustle, you can do that easily. You can do lots of shit. Oh, let's go to the quarry. <laughs> you know what Whatever. I mean? Like, just come Some out shit. here and chill and just, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Yeah. Now, we were talking earlier and like, um, where we think the Quad Cities is going to go and how it's going to grow. Yeah. So, like, what are your opinions on that again? Like, Ah, man. Um, like, what's you said, like, weed's going to be the thing. You think yeah, they'll bring in a lot of money. that's one of the main things I, I see. Because um, if you think about it, um, particularly I was also talking about Davenport, if they also finally get medical. Yeah, Iowa. Yeah, if, that's if the Iowa thing. gets it, because that's the cool and interesting thing, the fact that Illinois, we're, we're here first, and we're with the 11th state to get recreational marijuana Mm -hmm. so therefore illinois is gonna fuck around and become a tourist spot or a lot more and think about all the other festivals and things that can happen here because we have like we friendly like music festivals so all the musicians might as well just go Mm -hmm. ahead and start planning for uh 420 i'm sorry (laughs) you're gonna have to book your venues yeah shows over here yeah (laughs) man so by like let's see 420 2020 Tell it's me something be, couldn't pop off, you know what I mean? It's going to be crazy. Nuts. So, uh, yes, we're going to be a legal state. You know what I mean? So we got that going on. Month. So therefore, I think a lot of artists are going to be willing to come here to Illinois too. So uh, that's going to be even more interesting because that's going to be a bigger draw. Um, the fact that, uh, what else? Um all the businesses and things that have been happening lately, like East Moline has been bussing. Yeah. Like downtown East Moline has been going crazy. Um, Bedendorf, they've been, you know, doing all those developments up in like the Northern part of Davenport, like 53rd, like all down 53rd is just busy. I haven't seen it this busy ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? All these businesses that are booming. Right. Um, so I'm just waiting for Rock Island downtown to to finally catch up. Well, they just opened. What was it? What was it called? Again, they opened some country bar down there. Oh yeah, like down the red, your, Is it in the district? Or? Yeah. Is it yeah. called? Uh, 
is it, fuck, you is know, it called red? I don't want to say it's, is it redneck something? I don't want to say it's like red, but it's something, something it's like, something along those lines. Did you say hillbilly or? It, it's something. Red. Yeah, I can't remember. Fuck. It, it's something that's like one of those, like, wait, what? <laughs> I know. It's like, really? Like, okay. like it's really one of those. But you know what? Whoever the owners are, I'm happy that they are catering to an audience that they feel that they need to cater to. For better or worse, and I'm glad. I'm hoping that business will will do well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't ever wish anyone poorly, but no. I just I just thought the name was was really <laughs> awkward. At first, it yeah. kind of threw me off. Like, yeah, what? I, I think I got that vibe too. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I could remember the fucking name, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Goddamn. Yeah. But I don't know. It's some interesting shit. But w- what do you think is <clears throat> like stopping the keeping the QC from being like a feeling like a larger city right now. I think it's just the size itself or it's like, are there other things that need to be in the area? I think it's just really the mindset. I think it's been a lot of people have always thought, um, a lot of people say, you know, man, quad cities ain't shit. And I've heard a lot of people say that. And it's like, it's, it won't be shit if you don't make it shit. Right. You know what I mean? You you get into it. You get out of it what you put into it. You know what I mean? And will I also say at one point this was not a great place of opportunity, maybe? Particularly maybe after the fall, like the industrial era. Mm-hmm. Sure. One could possibly argue that. Right. Uh, but I think um, if you know how to create um, opportunity, it is it is a good place too, and I think because what's about to happen economically, due to you know, like I said, things like legalization of marijuana or the Amtrak, um, I think it's going to be a good. It's a good time to create opportunity and to make some shit happen if you really want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I think right now we're in like this is like prime time for everybody on whether it's the artists. Uh, whether it's you know businesses, uh, whatever whatever your profession may be, like this is the time to like step your game up and and make sure you're on your shit, because right. <laughs> we're about to see a I think we're about to see a big boom, because uh, so many people have been doing so well from here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Chasing Randall, uh, Crystalin Carr, CJ Carr, uh, Devin uh, Douglas. Um, but uh yeah, Devin from the the Globetrotters. Um uh Markeisha Harris, um Tyler Hall, um Lissy, um who else? Like there's there's more people than I can even remember off the top of my head. Yeah. That are like truly like making some huge noise and I think people are really starting to pay attention, like, wait a minute, what's going on? And this hasn't happened since like the eighties when like Jesse Johnson was playing for Morris Day in the time and when Lewis Wells was uh doing costume designing for like Earth Wind and Fire <laughs> and Purple Rain, you feel me? Like mm. but you know what I mean? It's just more so a lot of people didn't know that when I shared that information with them. So it's like, of course you're gonna think this place ain't shit if you don't know where you came from. Right. If you don't know, like we're super rich in history. There's so much history here. Like 
some of the first NFL games were played here. Mm-hmm. Some of the early NBA games, I believe, were played at Wharton Fieldhouse, I believe. Mm. I want to say it's Tri-City, Blackhawks, something like that. But anyway, um, what else happened here? Um, Big Spiderback, of course. Louis Belson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francis Clay. Uh, he's another drummer, like a blues drummer. Um, who else? Uh you know, I mean, there's just so many. There's so much history here. So it's like, you know, to say that, you know, this this isn't a place or that we don't have culture is, I don't think that's true. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I think we have a lot of culture. <laughs> Do you think there's something about it that sets it apart from other bigger cities, and what that might be? Um. The uh, the diversity within the area I, I believe now granted, you know what is interesting is like we're in the middle of the midwest but we got like really good mexican food yeah things like that oh yeah you know i love tacos i'm oh, a, I'm a taco enthusiast tacos. i'm a <laughs> no nah, i'm a for real like taco enthusiast like yes, i can eat tacos all day every day like any time any type of taco like i just love tacos mm. uh but uh yeah there's just so much diversity here and and it's continuing to grow as well. So there's a lot of a lot of things that's happening. And I, I think um it's it's going to be interesting to see where we're gonna be at with the next I give it five years, four or five years. Yeah. I think the quad cities could possibly look a little different. Yeah, and you really can't even say what the fuck's gonna happen because it's all up in the air because of this like new these new things that are coming like weed, you know, legal yeah. weed markets like we were saying. You've never seen that before. Yeah, <laughs> legal weed way. market exactly, especially, especially with this much like approval of cannabis in this time, you know. Like, yeah, and so, the cool thing is about that about expunging the records too. Yo, most so definitely, that's yeah, really dope. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's one of the best things. They need to get every state needs to get like uh, Nevada. They made it to where you can't like you know drug test someone for employment or yeah for weed or whatever you right. or something like that. that'd be all right yeah. is that included in the clause for the bill or not i don't know about ours i just heard that nevada became the first state to do that interesting yeah so that'd be really cool that's what i think everyone should do which would be cool because it would make sense especially right. if it's, it's like yo you're gonna like i can drink alcohol but you know right now i'm sure that granted um if there's an accident or something and if they could tell that um, you were under the influence while at work and mm-hmm. take whatever you got to take cool because right. I'm sure there's just like any other medication you shouldn't take things under you know while operating heavy machinery all that shit so right. figuring out those specifics you know what I mean you think it should be like a judgment like, thing like to where they yeah oh, you know they can tell if you're like fucked up yeah you know, yeah something. exactly exactly so i'm sure it has to be one of those like probable cause kind of things where it's like you know without a shadow of a doubt like mm-hmm. okay why are you coming in here smelling like straight up dang it's like you, you know, just made like a mistake and like we're gonna drug test you and it's like right, you smoked nah, weed nah, nah, last nah, week and <laughs> yeah no nah, not no shit like that yeah. like more so like let's say you're like on a forklift or something like that and you fuck some shit completely you know what i mean like it'd have to be one and of those he stumbles extremes. out of the fucking <laughs> exactly it's got to be one of those extremes I'm right sure. right but i'm sure they'll figure that shit out whatever right whatever those things are yeah most definitely because even is it comparable to alcohol in the sense like if you drink 
the night before wouldn't it still be in your system from that recently technically but i mean i wouldn't think that weed would impair your judgment like that long afterwards like right so that's what I'm saying. It's like they're not holding people accountable. Oh, you had a beer last night. Right, right, right. We saw it in your test. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So. You know, it needs to probably end up being the same like with weed, right? Yeah. So. I mean, like I said, I'm sure there's there's going to be some more things that are going to have to be ironed out. I'm just glad that we're taking a, a step towards um, that direction because weed being illegal is racist. Mm. Super racist. Yeah. Like even the term marijuana how that term came up i was watching a documentary on this it was super oh like, yeah because the mexicans would smoke it you exactly know, and so they the, the word marijuana like. sounds more hispanic and so yeah so they spelled with like an h yeah yeah or to make or it with a j or you know what i mean some some crazy stuff like that so so the i think and even the good thing is with expunging those records i think you're under you're recognizing those racial undertones right as to why weed was illegal mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's something that a lot of people don't want to talk or don't talk about as much about it they say well it's really just not as bad for you but people also forget that a whole bunch of black and brown kids went to jail for a, a little bit of weed you know what i mean yeah like, some are still there you know what well, i mean exactly like, all these places are like Oh, we got so much tax revenue, isn't it great? Yeah, yeah, like, nah. So it's that's the ma- another thing I want to see is I want to make sure that there are enough people of color that are getting involved in the cannabis field industry. And Illinois is trying to give incentives to people like that. Apparently, uh, if they want to get started up in the industry, that kind of goes along with the. Uh, hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of goes along with the whole like yeah. expunging the records and shit. Right, because, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's a good thing. No, right? that's good. That's that's the main thing. I yeah. Well, see. have I mean, what have not all the other legal states done that? I don't. I'm not like, sure. I guess I haven't read. That'd be fucked up if, on, they, if did. they didn't. If they did, you know, what I mean, that would be fucked up. Right. To, to like, like how I just said, Nevada was like the one to they couldn't drug test you for weed or whatever. It's like, yeah. I feel it's kind of fucked up that yeah they would anyway. The exactly. Legal states, but like you said, something's got to be ironed out. Give it time, maybe you know. Yeah, like, I'm sure they got to iron it out. Yeah, probably give it, it some time just to let the whole legal weed thing just become normal normalized yeah. you know at first it's like oh fucking yeah. legal weed and everyone goes crazy and shit but yeah and then it'll just like become normal it's like buying beer exactly <laughs> but um shit, i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> but we did say that there was gonna be a shortage probably Possibly. like you know fuck it's gonna be like you know 420 all month next year and Literally. we're gonna be out of weed probably yeah <laughs> i would not out. be surprised so i'm wondering how they're going to combat I mean, that or how they're well, preparing well and for one i think the legal markets will still be thriving then right <laughs> at least yeah the illegal markets in the beginning so yeah true yeah yeah i'm sure the legal market's probably gonna have that last little, little if someone's selling weed illegally right now i mean i don't see why they'd stop because you know supply and demand it's like dude illinois is like we got a kind of a big population it's yeah and again not to mention all these people coming in from the border states that are gonna buy some that's a little bit extra people too yep. coming in and like yeah it's already a big enough tourist destination anyway at least in chicago yep. they ain't gonna have any weed up there yeah and oh so, my goodness no. <laughs> that's so that's why that's why when the first day i'm probably just gonna have to come here 
<laughs> Hopefully, I'm, I'm gonna be camping Chicago. outside the store first in line or something. Yeah, I think I know somebody who just got a girl job, so I'm gonna have to holler at the plug and be like, "Yeah, let me know the first day y'all open the store." <laughs> Most definitely, they should be open for business January first. Let's let's hope I so. Imagine. We'll see. So I, I don't know. They might. There. I mean, I don't know. We'll see if they have to give it time. Because I, I also wonder like how many businesses have had a chance to even like prepare build they're like starting now <laughs> yeah you know like, what i mean shit. i wonder who you got six months exactly so it's more so even to get the money to be able to start up a dispensary you've got to have a disposable amount of money yeah because like, for the license itself it's like, to get it I think it's like i think you got to drop like 10 grand at least just for one of the applications or licenses or something, something like that i've heard and, and whatever else you're gonna that. have to pay for exactly so and on top of that like even just making sure that you you're starting off with a good grow mm-hmm. you know what i mean getting everything yeah. else and and whatever you know tinctures and things that you're selling whether you're doing oils as well or doing edibles you know what i mean so all of the uh, cannabis related things uh, and again like what are you allowed to bring in like because I know some people like cannabis drinks or um, cannabis candies and you know so it's like I don't know it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out at first the first few months yeah so. and then more other industries are becoming like weed friendly after legalization takes effect you know like aren't some other states doing like weed lounges or weed restaurants i think they're thinking about it i think they're thinking about it or having those discussions but i definitely see i can see that happening in illinois within the next five years like i've heard of restaurants starting to offer infused uh like cbd menu items even thc maybe that'd be dope and it's like how long until it's like you know you can buy your edible candy at the movie theater (laughs) The adult candy section <laughs> by at least I give it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe ten years, ten right. fifteen years, maybe even five. Who knows? Maybe depending. Think, yeah, how it yeah, goes. Depending yeah, how it and goes. then like federally too, what's gonna happen with like presidential elections and all this other shit? Yeah, that's gonna take that's place. Gonna be interesting, uh, dude. If you honestly, if there's no like people running for office that aren't talking about legalizing weed, it's like get out of here. <laughs> don't have time man. for this. Like, because right. <laughs> it's like. like it. We're still like not talking about it, you know. Yeah, there's been it's been avoided. It, it seems like it has been avoided quite yeah. a bit, but I think there's just been so many other things going on. True. But with all of the, um, all of the racial tensions and all of the, uh, tensions of, uh, people focusing on differences. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, for better or worse, I, I don't believe there's anything wrong with recognizing differences just as, as long as, you know, just be respectful. Right. That's my whole thing. It's just I respect you. You respect me. You keep it cool. I keep it cool. I'm If I agree with you on something, you disagree with me on something or whatever the case may be, whether we agree or disagree, just we can still be respectful and not be dickheads to each other. Right. You know, that that seems simple. It seems like it'd be simple. But, you know, it's it's strange why it's so difficult <laughs> for that I, to be a difficult concept to grasp. I mean, it just, just be I respectful. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think it really sucks because it comes down to things like having this like, you know, right versus left shit, you know, yeah. red versus blue. It just yeah. it automatically divides us, you know, exactly. things like that. So. I read something. Someone told me a quote and I'm paraphrasing. It's like. If the right wing and the left wing 
refuse to flap together, the bird falls on its ass. Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, dang, like, it's not about who's right or wrong. Because people keep talking about, oh, you're right or you're wrong. I'm like, it's like, it's not about right or wrong. It's about what's best. <laughs> what's going to work. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? It's just like, put ego aside and just, and just consider what's best for everyone. Yeah. And my whole thing is just like, just be, be respectful. Like, that's all I could ask of anybody. Just don't be a dickhead. Be respectful. <laughs> like, that seems. How hard is it? God it just, damn it. <laughs> okay, like, cool. There's something that you don't agree with. Okay, just be respectful. My whole thing is this. As long as whatever is going on, as long as everyone is consenting, um, as long as people are adults, as long as no animals are involved. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is whether that deals with like sexual preference or whatever the case may be, whether it's about um race you know what I mean, just be respectful, just be cool, like, okay, cool. I have my differences, you have your differences, cool. I stay over right. here, you stay over there, you don't bother me, I don't bother you. Yeah. Like that does not seem hard to do. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> I don't get it. Like, what is it that people just don't, people can't get along? I don't know. I feel like we learned this in kindergarten. I know, right? And it's like, okay. Because kids can be selfish as fuck. Kids can be a little asshole. It's just like, okay, cool. Keep your hands to yourself. (laughs) You know, being being respectful. I mean, respecting your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Something like that. It's so simple. But yet, we still have, you know, issues with, with, with women being abducted. And, and um, Vanessa McNeil, by the way, um, she's really amazing. Um, she's from Davenport. She does films. I actually did a score for her Ooh. on the film before last, um, where she talks about um, sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, she talks about in this last film, I believe Gridiron or Gridshock. Um, she talks about uh, the crisis on I eighty that goes on as far as like human trafficking oh, yeah. and how how girls are being abducted. So. You know I mean, we learn to keep our hands to ourselves, but you know, I mean, we still deal with with bullshit like that. Yeah. You know, and, and eighty is a major highway, so there's a lot of bull that happens. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, what I mean, we learn little stuff like that, or to say please and thank you, and yet we still have people just being like completely, just utterly, just rude and disrespectful. Like we learn this in kindergarten. <laughs> you feel me? Like. Yeah, I think a lot of, well, for one, I think a lot of crimes could be traced to scarcity, you know? Oh, yeah. Robbing, stealing, theft, things like that. Even some forms of murder or something. Oh, yeah, just not having enough of. Killing for gain, whatever, for whatever reason. But you think if there wasn't any scarcity, you think there'd still be, like, you know, sexual crimes and shit like that? It's like, because that's, like, a sick thing to do. I would... It's like I would like to hope not, right? You know what I mean. Probably would, comes down also comes would, down to how people are just raised, like the shit they seen, you know, whatever, whatever, you know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors, but I will say this as well. I I believe there's also like a yin and yang factor to all of life. Oh, I totally think everything's like fifty fifty. There, there's, there's in order to understand what good is. 
there has to be evil. There's a sense of balance. Mm. Even think about water. There's uh, H2O, hydrogen, oxygen. You know what I mean? There's there's negative charges and there's positive charges. But this makes for the most essential thing known to man. Like, nobody could survive without water. You know what I mean? But there's that still that sense of balance. You know what I mean? So, mm. like I said, even though I don't wish for any negativity and things to ever happen, um, yeah, that's all because I don't wish for any of that, those things to happen right. at all, period. But, yeah, <laughs> that's literally it. Jan, if you're wishing for bad things to happen, do you think shit can turn around like karma? I don't know if you want to call it karma. Yeah, you think I think that's what real? Whatever like you that. put whatever you put out there is what you return. That's, I think that's true because if you're putting out negative shit, you're going to get negative shit. Exactly. Because that comes down to a personal level. It's like if you're viewing your life negatively all the time or yeah. anything, if you're viewing anything in your life negatively, it's like, well, you're yeah. fucked. <laughs> Basically, yeah, but that's, honestly. That's, that's really cool about the power of like manifestation. Like, I think they, they practice that with every type of religion or spirituality, whether it be um, Christianity um, as far as like praying for those things and speaking things into existence, mm-hmm. whether it's through meditation, you know, like the Buddhists or Hindus, they they meditate, or whether you're more into the scientific approach, and and you know what I mean, just right. kind of mes- manifesting those thoughts and about putting those things and those frequencies out there. Um, there's that's I believe whatever you you know like i said whatever you put out there is what you get in return that that it shows to be a universal law right um you can't plant an apple seed and expect oranges to come up because that's not what you put out there that's not what you put in there mm-hmm. you put in an apple seed so you don't get mad when you get orange I mean, if you don't get oranges because that's not what you put <laughs> so right. it's it's like that in life and anything you know right that's true. Now, um, so when you started playing drums when you were younger, when did you start like getting into like producing? Was that when you went to school for what was it, audio engineering? Oh yeah. Um, actually, I made my first beat when I was eleven. Uh, it was with uh, Ryan Muscovalli. Uh, and then uh, made that. Uh, it was in my uncle Terry's basement. Because uh, his son was rapping, and um, his com- his cousin came through, uh, Munchie. He's done a lot of work with uh, like Torian. Um, I believe he did the Wings record with Torian and Wiz Khalifa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did what another one? I forgot what else. But he, he's done a lot of work with people. Um, but uh, he came down. He was like, "Man, who made this beat?" And, you know, it was me. And then ever since then, you know, Munchie's been one of my, he was my first, like, producer hero that I knew. Yeah. Like, from the Quad Cities. Because he's, his ear for music is just nuts. So, and he's a crazy hooper, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, shout out to Munchie, man. Hell yeah. That's a a town legend right there. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, how old were you then when you got into the producing side of it? I was 11. 11? First time. And okay. then I started working with, I was like 15, 16, got up with like Victor Jones. Um, uh, there was a group called Ross and Ross. 
uh, Alex Ross, uh, Lil G, uh, Greg. Um, I did writing and, and production. I even sang a little backgrounds, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was about it. I was doing like the R and B tip for Hell a while. Yeah. Then eventually got more into like rap and hip hop. Once uh, once I moved to Arizona, I really started getting more into hip hop. That's when I was really like heavy into Dilla. Like, oh my goodness! Like I listened to Dilla like every day. Yeah, <laughs> like it was nuts. Like <laughs> I I had a crazy Dilla phase, but it was it helped shame a, shape a lot of my my music and even my approach to drums and how I play drums as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, was that how I was going to ask you, like how your uh, producing style had changed from when you started to now? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, is it, it is, like you said, R&B kind of in the beginning? Yeah, R&B to like straight like hip hop, almost like the experimental hip hop, you know, the the, the Dillas and, and the Q-Tips, um, right. Pete Rock kind of influence to now. Um just kind of really just incorporating all of those things and just other producers that I like to listen to. Uh, Monty Booker is dope. Like, I love Monty. Like, Monty, like, that dude is insane. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. probably one of my favorite producers right now. <coughs> but, but um, yeah, he, yeah, a lot of stuff that he's doing, I really rock with it. Hell yeah. Now, did you go out to Arizona just specifically for school? Yeah. What made you choose to go out there? Um, it was a quick program, and I had family down there, so I oh. knew people, so yeah. I felt really That's comfortable. That's cool. So that helps out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But being down there kind of helped really um, shaped a lot of uh, my production and sound. Uh, my homie uh, Sam Cush uh, Lennon, uh, he's out in Vegas now. My homie Solo, hell yeah, he was down there. My homie Millie Jamil. Uh, yeah, he was he was doing dope stuff. Uh, had another friend, Sharice, uh, did some production for her. She's a crazy writer and stuff like that. And she's like a, like a financial guru now. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. now nah, she knows all about finances. And, Hell yeah, and shit. So, so yeah, yeah. So if you had like a bunch of money and you had like a home base here, do you know a spot where you might want to have another spot at? In the country or anything? There's yeah. a couple spots that I would have. Yeah. <laughs> and some of my homies are going to laugh when they hear that because they'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few spots I'd probably have. Um, I'm trying to think. I wouldn't mind buying my old crib back. Yeah. <laughs> just for the heck of it, just have it. Um, you know, I business. feel that, dude, because, yeah, I it, I would, like, buy my grandma's house, maybe, because, like, my grandpa built this shit or something. Oh, that'd be, damn. That'd be kind of crazy, right? Yeah, that'd be dope. That's some generational shit. Right. Man. That's that'd dope. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, yeah. There's a few spots I'd have out here, whether it be businesses or even a home. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but yeah. Everything you have somewhere, like a crib like a vacation spot somewhere else in the country oh yeah get it like oh yeah i don't know i wouldn't mind having a spot down in new orleans new orleans yeah i love new orleans and my family down in louisiana too my uncle has a crib right outside of new orleans in slidell so mm. 
I'd probably have a little spot down there. That'd probably be fun and shit. Yeah, I love the music. I'll good go food. Down. Yeah, good food, good good music. Head down to Frenchman Street, you know, listen to a lot of homies play down there and got like the spotted cat or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and yeah. Man. I don't think I, I probably have like a spot out west. Like, yeah. I don't mind the heat. I mean, if there's like not a lot of humidity and shit. Yeah. That's the issue I mean, here. I know. It's just the humidity. Sucks. Like the closer you get to the river, it's just. Ugh. So I could go to the desert. I yeah. Know, maybe I go to probably get a spot in Vegas. Maybe that or around there. Just. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably do Tempe or. Um, yeah. Or probably not Tempe. Maybe. Um, either uh, I used to live in Mesa, but I'd I'd live in that area. Probably like the the Mesa Tempe um, area. I think I'd like Nevada because they have pretty good business laws. Like go there for business reasons or something. Oh yeah, you know, yeah too. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. I don't know. Yeah. And right now they have the weed. They do. <laughs> Dude, Arizona should have got it, but they, like yeah. some lobbyist fucked them or some shit like that. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> man. Yeah, they just tried to get like New York and like New Jersey to do it. That the other thing is crazy they have smart. Massachusetts has it yeah so it's like they're the only spot out east right like uh, are they legal there's DC out there yeah, sort DC, of but yeah. I mean what none I know, of those I other DC, states are I know like, DC but none of those other states are legal right I don't know what are the that, other states I'm I don't too know, dumb to probably look it up but because you know we got like Oregon Washington too right yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. California uh-huh. Colorado yeah fucking Nevada and fucking us <laughs> yeah. Us now, Illinois. So it seems like to be obviously a lot more on the west. Yeah. Does it first? Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, yeah, Illinois is the one spot in the Midwest. You got like Massachusetts, one spot out there. Yeah. Yeah. Only the other states have like. But if you think about it, how waves happen. One of my homies was telling me this, like waves happen, um, and and like numbers of seven, like seven months or something like that. So think about how many times seven months has like passed by. You know, they, it's been going on out west for a second. Mm-hmm. So I just think a lot of the trends that, you know, happen, such as legal weed out there, it was bound to happen here. Yeah. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. And Illinois is broke, so yeah. we needed something. We needed So, yeah. Apparently they said they're going to raise the gas tax. And some people were bitching about it, but then others were saying it's, like, for fucking, it'll, it's for the infrastructure. Yeah. And that they can't, like, do corrupt shit with that money apparently yeah but see about <laughs> who that. knows yeah that's that's another thing about Illinois that's been interesting is how many corrupt um politicians we've had to deal with within yeah. the past yep. 10 years you go to jail <laughs> and everything <laughs> like I'm trying to think how many politicians have we had go to prison well at least a few governors right yeah <laughs> so we've had a few mugs have to go to prison <laughs> yeah. so it's like sheesh <laughs> Insane. What are they doing? It's a good state. It's got like, you know, big town Chicago and shit, things like that. And it's like, yeah. we're just gonna do some crime, launder some money, do whatever else. For <laughs> real, some crazy <laughs> shit. Why not? In the middle of nowhere. But. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. For real. So, I'm trying to think who would be next to legalize. Uh, <laughs> probably one of those other states that have tried to. But I'm yeah, because if New York did, that'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, 
with New York City and everything. There's a lot of people. Major. And you know what's funny? That's such bullshit. It's like, dude, just like a few years ago, they're doing all that bullshit, like uh, stop and search laws, you know, people and shit in New York City all the time. Yeah. I think there's still a lot of. How can I put it? I think. Like they were people, people will figure out, I, I, and I think this will happen as far as federally, when they figure out how to truly capitalize and make more money from legalizing it than having, than making more money with it being illegal mm-hmm. and locking people up and putting them in the prime prisons. Once they figure out there's a difference of that ratio, right. I think then that'll change. Oh, wait, I think there it was is just money bene- in I think the- it was just beneficial. <laughs> for people to lock people up. <laughs> yeah, they just want the money. The greedy yeah. motherfuckers. That's all it is. Really. Exactly. You get, at you get some, at some point, they're gonna be so greedy that they don't care that they're supposed to say, "Eh, weed's bad." Like, yeah, they're gonna right. be like, "Ah, well, money's better than." <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because that's all it is, really. Yeah, like they said, it's like uh, you got people in prison for trying to pay their bills selling weed. Now the government's trying to pay their bills selling yeah. weed. Yeah, that's. So that's fucked up. Yeah, it's gonna be, and even uh, what was I gonna say? Um, I wonder how that's gonna uh, what's gonna happen federally with that too? Like how that's gonna shift and how many years that's gonna take? I heard that they introduced some bill. I read that somewhere, like but I got a four twenty bill or whatever the fuck they called it. Yeah, I, I got to read more in depth into it, but yeah, I, I heard about it, so that would be interesting. But like I said, I think it's more so of a money thing, and then you got to worry about fighting with Big Farm. But didn't we finally legalize industrial hemp, like or the like federally? I thought they lifted that ban. That I, I think I'd have to double sure. check. Yeah. Let me know in the comments. I'm too dumb to remember. I, I don't if, know. I don't know for <laughs> sure. I mean, I didn't. Because like some states were doing that, at yeah. least for research purposes. And yeah. I think they finally did make it to where federally they lifted the ban on industrial hemp. So that'd be good for farmers. And, mm. and that that's a whole nother thing. Right. Like, you could do a lot with that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I have to look on that. I have to read up on that. I wonder, dude, these farmers are fucked with all this water, this flood and shit. They can't plant their shit. It's like hella small. Yeah. And, like, I wonder if that would be the same like with hemp you know would you have the same problems i don't know i don't know how that shit would react it's like a, it's like a weed right it's gonna chill in the water yeah that <laughs> not, not, i'm gonna say that i don't know but it's the thing like yeah they can't plant until later in the season but i mean i think these i'd, I'd have to look it up but you know corn and stuff like that probably takes longer to mature than hemp i think my maybe but randomly i just thought about um thought about a strain that could be quad cities yeah. specific ready okay mississippi mud og okay what's it comprised of <laughs> i don't know you don't know <laughs> but definitely that's an og but that'd be funny like that'd be a funny ass name like i feel like that's super duper um mississippi mud or mississippi bud or something Miss- Ooh, mississippi bud uh or Huh, Mississippi River, but I don't know. <laughs> buddy Mississippi. <laughs> the Buddy Mississippi. Hmm. Yeah, we're growing it hydroponically in the river now. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> or something like, yeah, I don't know. Like John Deere. <laughs> 
<laughs> like a John Deere cushion or something like that. Yeah, John Deere, they can have like a hemp test field and things. Mm. To test I up mean, the combines. And huh. I they would. start marketing. Oh, John Deere, get on this. Oh. Start marketing like, uh, you know, it, specialized attachments for your combines yeah. for processing hemp, you know? Because wow. what I've read is, I, I've read up on it as how to like harvest industrial hemp and shit. Some people go around, you know, might har- cut it by hand and then like the combine will pick it up or uh-huh. some machine they had picked it up. I've seen them do it that way. And then I've heard other people say they just use a normal combine by like modifying it. I'm not oh, exactly wow. sure what they did. Maybe raise the how high up it cuts or whatever. who knows mm, but so john some deere you might want to make some accessories or some john deere you might want uh, to consider products, see what's you know? going on you already your tractors are already green it's green crop it's uh, see sounds like a money maker so you can send my check to my paypal the email is contact at mobqc.com i and, and don't forget me i, I yes I'll, I'll send you my stuff too yeah definitely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely we'll, we'll figure this out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's real <laughs> but i i think i think that's another thing just understanding where we could possibly go and where things are going uh economically and with business mm-hmm. so understanding those things is also understanding the possibilities that no these things can really happen right. so i think and i've been telling every that you know i've been preaching this to everybody and all my friends like be prepared just something crazy is about to happen <laughs> so i hate for people to miss miss their chance to really capitalize on it mm-hmm. and i mean and, and particularly those who i know are just really great people and just want to just really do what's best for our community and do what's best for the people mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I, I think it's, it's it's definitely our time yeah it's gonna be crazy to see how it unfolds yeah with five years is gonna be nuts like, yeah just mark my it's gonna word. be a whole different world like weed's gonna be normalized it's like if we ever have to like travel to a state that doesn't have any weed, it's gonna be like, oh, what the fuck is this? exactly? What yeah. is this like prehistoric fucking <laughs> place I'm in? Like, but I mean, if you think about it, weed was just illegal in what the 1930s. You're right. So I mean, in terms of human history, it's yeah. It's, in terms of human no history, no one gave a fuck before. Right. In terms of it's, human history, it's not that long. Goddamn racist! It it is it it really is racist. <laughs> so, but yeah, they gotta give into their fucking greed, the shitheads. Yeah, man. Whatever. It's wild. But again, that's why it's good that like Illinois is taking a good stance. Like they legalized it uh, through the legislature and yeah, has this shit for getting rid of the records and like I said to help other businesses get started. You know, and like struggling communities. Yeah, that's what I think that's what's needed in order for us to truly, um, in order for us to truly be better and Mm -hmm. for us to grow. Now, of course, others could look at some of the cons as far as um, um, inflation, as far as prices and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Because I want to say that's what happened out in Colorado a little bit. Where, Mm, yeah, but um, and then well, wouldn't that have happened because they got a lot of new residents moving possibly. in? Possibly, that's what I'm thinking. That's like they they took that hit as like being like the first state, you know, because then everyone's right. like, oh, gonna flock oh, to it now. Let's rush. It's like so, the gold mine kind of thing, like that. And gold we're only rush. like we're like the tenth state, like the eleventh, because like, if you include yeah. DC, yeah, and they're just like a city, a yeah, big yeah, city, yeah. I guess. But yeah. and that, isn't that fucked up? You can get weed in DC, the federal place, basically. Right. And it's like. 
the federal capital, but it's But the crazy uh, thing is DC is it's interesting. Yeah. Like I will say I have not seen homelessness like I've seen homelessness. Like I saw in DC. Yeah. Like it's it's nuts. <laughs> like it's nuts, nuts. Like you wouldn't you know what I mean? Like as a kid, you know, we we weren't taught those things about DC, you know, especially not being from DC. Mm-hmm. Some you didn't see. Like all you saw is the White House and all these monuments. Right. And then like you actually go to DC for real, for real. It's like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's interesting, but it's still, but DC is still cool and it has its own culture and everything. I rock with go-go music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to DC when I was pretty young. Yeah. And yeah, just checking out the monuments and shit, and whatever. But yeah, then I remember like, like going grade to, trip or some shit like that. What's that? Was it like an eighth grade trip? No, I, I went with my dad. And shit. Oh, okay, we used okay. to travel like a shit ton when I was oh, little. Dope, yeah. Dope, dope. So, and but I do remember when we were in town. You know, it was like, you know, uh, like the hotel we we're staying in. It's like kind of a little seedy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, who knows? Have you traveled a bunch from playing? Uh yeah, general. I was just in Brazil a few months ago. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. What was that like? Amazing. Have you gone out of the country much? Um, that was my second time going, and I'm I think I'm going back again this year. So that's the only place you've been to out of the country? Yeah. Cool. I've been in different parts of Brazil, but Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really big place. Yes, it's huge. Huge. Humongous. Uh, the last time I, the first time I went, I was in. Um, Salvador Bahia Second time I just went I was in Sao Paulo hmm. And man That place is is So much culture So much history The music The food Is just Oh man hmm. My goodness Like It's It's so dope Um, It, it was It was great Definitely An eye opening experience mm-hmm. I'm excited to go back Hell yeah yeah, how were the people to you and shit? They were great, amazing people. Like the the family I stayed with, they were so beautiful. Nice. Like the hospitality, it was it was actually a group of sisters, you know, and they all work at a, at a university and and they all have doctorates and stuff like that. And um, but they're also in like a singing group as well. Quatro mm-hmm. voces, something like that. Yeah. I said it completely wrong, I'm sure, because <laughs> I have to work on my Portuguese some more. Mm. You gonna learn Portuguese and shit? Mm. Yeah, I, I learned Maybe. a few phrases, but as far as to say that I can speak Portuguese, nah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I gotta yeah, at least learn the basics at first, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I learned some some basic things, but yeah, yeah. You think you want to learn it like more completely? Like if you probably keep I'll traveling probably, out there and shit, I probably will. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get a lot better. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I actually still communicate with with a lot of them, um, still. Uh, but um, but that, and then I've just been around the country. Like I, said, I just got off tour with Tim Stop a little while ago. Um, did the tour opening up for Chicago. Um, in college, did some tours. What region um, was that Chicago tour? Like a Midwestern. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most north we went was like Minnesota, like by the lake. Uh, by like Lake Superior, so that was that was really cool. Hell yeah! And so um, you say just some in college, some touring. Or? Yeah, yeah, just some college. Uh, um, we went to New Orleans. Um, 
where else? We made a stop in St. Louis at that time too. Um, and then just did some like regional tours like around the Chicago land area as well. So um yeah, it was just real it was real cool. Hell yeah. Um, How many times have you been on tour? Um let's see. Are we counting college or not counting college? Well, what's the difference like between the two? If if it was not college then this would have let's see. I went to Brazil, which I guess it wasn't a well, I wouldn't say it was an, as much of a music tour as it was. I mean, I played over there and I had a show and that I played with uh, Tammy uh, or Flame Flame Reed. Uh, she was responsible for getting me over there. Shout out to her. She's an amazing person, um, beautiful spirit. Um, so that and then with Tim, so I guess technically kind of two. Um, but besides that, it was mostly college tours, which. It's cool too because you get to mm -hmm. learn. It's it's kind of a controlled environment, I guess. Right, right. Exposes you to that whole thing, to traveling, kind of, and traveling, getting that. used to going one place to the next, setting up, breaking down. So kind of getting used to that kind of hustle and bustle. But um, yeah, that'd be cool with instruments. I remember when I was like a little kid, I you know I I did a little bit of traveling because I when I was really young I was in like choir or whatever, and so ah, you would yeah. do choir trips and shit. Oh ah, yeah. Go somewhere. It was like a vacation. Was like ah, now you gotta sing, motherfucker. <laughs> but you'll be surprised all the all the choir and band trips, man. Man, <laughs> there were some cool times. Yeah, man. It's but, sheesh, wild times. Band was high school band. Oh man, <laughs> wild. But it'd be fun touring with all the instruments and the whole band and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah man. And, yeah, <laughs> fun times. I bet Chicago has like a big ass setup. They got a hall with like. Oh yeah. What do you guys need when you were touring? You need like just a van and trailer or something, or you need like uh, semi truck. Crazy and thing is, they actually um, they took our gear for us. Oh. All we had to do was kind of set up, and they helped out with setup. They they had union guys help bring our stuff out. Mm. We just adjusted it how we wanted it adjusted and stuff and set up. Nice. And then we would help tear down, and then afterwards they would take it to the next city. So all we had to do was just show up, and we know our stuff was going to be there. You guys driving the whole time? Yeah, 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 we drove, but we stayed in nice hotels like we were in Hamptons and or at somebody's house because uh, we stopped at a couple places where uh, people had family at. So mm -hmm. you know, so it was real. It was really comfortable. It it's good. good. You got to, to eat to and everything. Yeah, yeah. Catering was amazing. I know. Uh, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> ate too much at first, mm. and didn't realize I was eating. Uh, I wasn't supposed to eat as much food as I was. Really? I mean, I was cool about it afterwards, but I didn't know. But yeah, you're not allowed <laughs> to eat so much. No. Uh, yes, I guess you're supposed to get like one plate per meal. You know what All I mean? Right. I was I was getting the seconds. <laughs> nah, I'm too hungry, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you're drumming up there, burning hella calories. And exact. Stuff. See, thank you. So you, you gotta understand. eat. Come exactly. On, what are you talking about? Especially exactly. on an actual show under the lights. Yes. You know, sweating your ass off. Yes. All the musicians, even especially you, just fucking yeah, away using all four limbs and stuff. That's that's yeah. a strenuous work. That's a workout. That's you, know, a, you can't have sex. <laughs> man, that's a that's a real workout. Like, 
I think that's why I still have a six pack, <laughs> and I don't work out for real. I don't do crunches. So your legs stuff. look like your I legs should. Look jacked and shit. Oh, they've Strong always been. My legs have always been big like this. You said like, you played sports in yeah, high yeah. school and I things. Played, let's see. Throughout all the years I've played sports, from like elementary to high school, let's see, football, basketball, baseball, track, soccer, swimming. Yeah. <laughs> nice It's a lot Yeah I did a yeah, little bit of everything fucking Dip your toes in everywhere Yeah I did a little bit of everything What was your favorite? Probably basketball mm. Basketball is probably one of my favorites Hell um, yeah I also enjoyed football too But uh, I think that was the one place I was Allowed to be me Because I'm a ch- super chill person I don't get angry at anyone Hardly ever it takes a lot to make me mad, but that's the one place I could literally like smack the shit out of somebody <laughs> and people would cheer for me to do that, to knock somebody out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's so, it's so interesting. It's almost sick, but it's like a borderline barbaric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <coughs> and we just accept it. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things. It's just like, Hey man, part of the game hmm. no and that's cool it's like hockey you yeah fight in hockey. people look forward to fighting that's like one of the major things yeah well, in boxing, hopefully we UFC. can see a good fight yeah or boxing ufc is just like the whole idea is for people to knock each other out like the head is not designed to take hits in mma like so you're throwing crazy kicks strangles yeah, fucking so leg holds like, punches fucking it's nuts. flying at them through the air and shit and we like this <laughs> oh we love it we, i think it's in our dna right because yeah you, well you think about it we as early humans you probably had to like really fight to stay alive from like yeah. fucking giant creatures and shit or All whatever right, else like was trying to kill of, you yeah, and then even when humans started to work together, there's always like rivalry or something. Right, and then right. I don't think it even took long for it to turn into like a sport in a sense. Right. Like, I mean, even in ancient civilizations like, like Rome or, who, or whatever, stuff like even that. like probably even earlier, yeah, wrestling and things like that or fighting to the death, even right, something even worse. Right. Even like, it was like Aztecs, Mayans or something used to have that, supposedly had that game where it's like the, the winning team gets killed. Wasn't huh. that something where it's like you're getting know. sacrificed? You won. You're going to the gods. You're going huh. to heaven. So crazy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe I'm full of shit. I don't know if I, I thought I it was real. I put it to you like this. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe, but I, I'm at the point in life where I'm not surprised by much ever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but it's just more so like so maybe it is like some primal type of behavior shit. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was like, again, in the early stages of humans, like other right. animals where it's like you had to fight to even if you wanted to mate. You right. Know, exactly. The alpha type or yeah. something, you would probably get the most. Yeah. About who gets the most, who gets the most mates. So, so there's that. it, it that's might like be some like, like embedded that. type of stuff where it's like one of those things that's just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We might've just had a life revelation. I think it's probably it seems accurate it's plausible it seems possible yeah. now now it's just more so finding studies to prove it and seeing if that if there's like a specific like gene or something like 
specifically yeah. cater towards like those type of primal behaviors. I bet if you like scan, and I don't know if anyone's done this, if like scientists have like scanned fighters' brains, maybe when they're fighting, you know, maybe have them wear some shit. I wouldn't be surprised if like when they're fighting, if it's like a, you know, cool competition type thing. It's, like, right. Probably, I mean, I know you're like nervous when you're fighting, but like. Right. Uh, You'd probably get like some like serotonin or something, like some kind of yeah, dopamine releases right, or something right, like right, some right. kind of happiness you might be experiencing, I guess, in the brain. Like, especially if you win, obviously. Right. Yeah, but or I wonder if it's also fear. Yeah, because I mean, because it's like no fighters I, say they're like you know it's like a nervous thing. You know, if you're yeah, going in like for competition, you know, right, obviously it's lose. crazy. That's like, the ultimate like sacrifice. You can get your ass beat. Right. <laughs> you know. So. That shit's insane. But they like want to do it. Yeah. Some people are addicted to it. They're like, yeah. You know, people could be addicted to anything, sports and all that. Yeah. Kicking someone's ass <laughs> in a healthy way. I guess. Right, right, I guess. Because I've heard a lot of fighters too are like, you know, they might kick your ass in a competition, but normally I've heard that lots of fighters are just kind of like, pretty chill people pretty chill outside of that like side, yeah. like if like someone like at a bar even if someone's trying some drunk idiots trying to start a fight they i've heard a lot of times people like that are kind of like trying to remain more calm right i mean maybe but, not all of them <laughs> yeah but then again if you think about it i know a lot of fighters once you get to a certain point you have to have your hands registered ah oh, yeah you know what i mean because you could technically like because you professionally fight you could kill somebody for real for real <laughs> right so it's like you know what like I'm not going even. <laughs> I'm not going even go there with you because mm -hmm. I already know what I can do to you. So let me just save you from yourself. Yeah, and just move away. Before. Yeah, there's definitely that legal reasons and. Yeah. But I think also just because you because you fight, you like get the sense of the how serious it is. You yeah. Know? Like so, it's something that like if it were to happen like just out in the streets, you know, it's like you might want to just best to de-escalate that as much as you can because yeah, that's yeah. not something you want to just have happen no somebody who makes thousands to millions of dollars to fight i, I don't know why somebody want to pick a fight with them anyway yeah it's like bro like they get paid to knock people out <laughs> right do you really want those problems <laughs> i guess some do i don't know man, not yeah. me <laughs> man so was there, I wanted to ask you, is there any place, what's the next place like you'd most like to visit, like in the world, if you could, like where the hell do you want to go? Uh, even if it's like for music even, or even just in general, just traveling? Um, I do for sure want to go to on a European tour. Oh, yeah. I do want to go to Europe, but I definitely for sure want to go to like Nigeria or Ghana, South Africa. Egypt would be dope. Egypt. Uh, yeah. Even like Japan. Oh, Japan yeah, dude. Cool. A lot of places like that, going to like Africa, like, yeah, Japan, shit, that'd be like crazy culture shock. That'd yeah. That'd be pretty dope. Like, yeah, so those are a couple places I really want to go. But, oh, in Canada. I guess I'd, I'd go to Canada. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I don't know why I haven't been to Canada yet. So that'd be dope. Hell yeah. Most definitely. Man, uh, what do you want to do? What's something you want to do with music that you haven't done yet? Huh. That's tough. Mm. Maybe produce a country record. Oh, yeah? Maybe one of these days do something with country. You got any country influences? Or? Um, I'd probably, 
if I could, if there's ever time left, I would totally work with Willie Nelson. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. Like I would Willie for sure. I would love to to get in the studio with him one of these days. Man, you gotta get an agent right now. Yeah. And be like, what do I gotta do? Get me just a yeah, session let musician with that Willie. Or let me get in with Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, now with like, I mean, with, we can with capitalize like, with this old time road joint. I know with little Nas X or whatever. It's right. like you could get in with him on some producing yeah, not shit. Just that, but you know, I mean, I I think that was kind of a cool move to be able to kind of cross and blend those cultures, that hip hop culture, and and country or or you know country culture, um, or introduce you know a lot of people who typically wouldn't listen to country mm-hmm. to country. Um, now, granted, were people a lot of fans on the countryside as receiving? No, but you know, nevertheless, I, I think you know, because um, I saw something that was interesting where he, he said, like, where someone had said that Lil Nas X possibly gentrified cowboy culture. Oh like, yeah, and that's such like bullshit, that's dude. Not true, because <laughs> some of the first cowboys of the West were in fact black yeah it wasn't until the whole john wayne situation where you know the whole cowboy story was whitewashed and like a lot of mexicans too yeah exactly so it's like like, you can't gentrify something that was already yours it's so (laughs) yeah because they were pissed because you can't you can't get a levi james dale (laughs) they're like nah you can't you can't gentrify something that was already yours in the beginning in the first place like that whole cowboy culture that's so, so it's like, dumb. So it's like your narrative is false. So that was yeah. hilarious to me. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a cool. That is a cool thing that shows like what where music can go, I guess, or what yeah. might happen next. As far as yeah, a little bit of blending the genres yeah. in like a mainstream sense. Because like, weren't they playing that original record on like country stations? Because some DJs liked it or something. I can't remember the exact. Because I, I heard it before the remix, like yeah. a while. I think my brother put me on Lil Nas X and put me on the song. I'm like, I'm like. This is interesting. Like, I didn't know what to think. And then I didn't really hear it again. Next thing you know, it blows up. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, what the? <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. But, you know what I mean? But I think it's real cool. And just what that song has done. Like, kid, the kids love it. Finally, yeah. a, a song that is not so terrible that kids can't shouldn't be singing it. It's like, okay, cool. You can, you can sing Old Town Road. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. there's some songs that He's on, on the tour radio now. And- you know what I mean? Like and, and there was a there was something where some kid who's an who's nonverbal, typically, um, he's autistic. Um, he started singing "Old Town Road." Hmm, really? But he's he's typically nonverbal. That's so crazy. to see, you know, the power of music, and man, I can't even imagine how that feels to have someone like to be able to like communicate you know be able to talk who doesn't talk right you know who's who's known to be nonverbal actually started singing the song sometimes it just takes a certain thing that makes it click yeah yes yeah what the fuck is that yeah but that's that's how i know music is super duper powerful it's a it's a spiritual yeah it's its own language and shit yeah facts it's a universal language because a quarter note here is a quarter note anywhere the key of a is the key of a anywhere yeah no matter what 
Wouldn't it be crazy being those old like philosophers back in the day that like discovered like music first like penned it like yeah. made scales and all that and the tones and shit, yeah. And then instruments like that'd be crazy. Because the crazy thing there's there's really no wrong way to do it. You know what I mean? It, it's all about what you choose to make it. You know, you can, and even the sounds that you choose to make, whether you can choose whether they're harmonious. Or you could choose whether they clash. Mm-hmm. So it's just about what you choose to do. And it's kind of like a representation of life. Like we can choose to be harmonious with each other. Or we could just choose to just clash and just be at each other. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just all about us operating um, on those harmonious frequencies and vibrations and just making sure that we're all uh, in harmony. Hell yeah. in sync, you know. Most definitely. That's what's up. But yeah, where do you see yourself going in the future as far as like where do you want to take your music career? And like is there anything you want to do outside of music either? Um, Even like if you had the opportunity. Let's see. One of these days I would like to, um, well, just outside of music uh, besides maybe like I guess a, a venue or something would technically be music one of these days, but I don't know. One of these days I'd work on some stuff like that as well. Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'd also like um, to get more into uh, food. Oh, yeah. Natural food and hair care products. Ooh, I'd like yeah. to get a lot more into that. Um, I've been reading a lot more on food or even just being mindful, a lot more mindful of the things that I eat and put into my body. Not saying I got it completely right mm-hmm. I'm, I, don't, I don't have it all together I'm not going to say I'm like completely vegan or anything right. but I do try to incorporate like more vegan meals into my diet I try to drink a lot more water and be mindful of the water that I'm drinking like I just try to be you know conscious of those things mm-hmm. conscious of those decisions um, that's a good way to be yeah it's important for anyone to do that really yeah mm-hmm. for real take care of yourselves you know in order for us to best enjoy this human experience that we have, we've got to fuel ourselves. Yeah, exactly. You know, feed to fuel. You know, uh, I guess another thing I'd like to get into is I'd like to get into the cannabis industry. I honestly want to. Um, I want to create a strain. Yeah, we're gonna have your own strain. We were talking before. Yeah, yeah. I want to have here. my own strain, um, catered more towards uh, creative. So definitely like a sativa kind of dominant. Mm-hmm. So anybody who has to do anything like creatively, like I want this strain to kind of help help those who would need um, that little extra um for push to kind of uh, relieve a little bit of the anxiety to be able to perform mm-hmm. and to be able to uh, do do what you got to do. So definitely more of an artist friendly uh, cannabis strain. That'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Um, I also want to eventually get scholarships to send people to schools whether it be college or even trade schools mm-hmm. like i just want to give everybody i want to have a chance to give everybody a shot yeah, you <laughs> start like a like a foundation like a charity or like something that would like hell a scholarship yeah. fund hell yeah. yeah i would that'd be dope like my idea of success is me being able to help somebody else be successful yeah that's when i'll know that and if I can do that with multiple people, then I felt like my life has been a success. If 
multiple people can become successful. Hell yeah. And I can help people become successful. That's how I know, like, I did this shit right. Most definitely. Yeah. That sounds like some good shit to live on and, like, Man, that's, strive that's towards, real. you know? So That's real. Um, And I just realized, you know I mean? I, I mean, I've always known it, but it's always about a cooperative effort, always about helping each other, always about um, working collaboratively, mm-hmm. um, whether that be as artists, whether that be as business people. Uh, you know, I mean, just collaborative effort, you know, being able to to truly work together, like that's what's going to make this just everything work. Right, right. And, yeah, and then it comes back to, like we said earlier, like putting out positive shit into the world, you know, yeah. you know, rather than putting out negative shit. Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's real. That's, that's, that's facts. Most definitely. All facts, no printer. <laughs> <laughs> but man, thank you for doing this and coming on over here and shit. Man, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. And I'll, I'll come back anytime, man. Hell yeah. Anything else we missed? We covered uh, a lot already. Let's see. Uh, just shout out to everybody uh, in the Quad Cities that's doing amazing things. Keep it up. Um, please do. Um, support local businesses. Um, support your local artists, your local DJs, your your local fashion designers. Speaking of, shout out to Devin. Um, he did some stuff for me. Uh, when I went to Brazil, he made me some custom uh, gear at DJ's nice. Fashions. Nice. Um, Oh, and so did Bert. So shout out to Bert Shirts as well. Um, so yeah, so support local. Um, we can't become global until we support each other and help each other get there. <laughs> yeah, that's so. how it, uh, like, yeah, it'll grow in the sense, like like I mentioned earlier, uh, like John Deere made the place big because it brought like industry, you know, yeah. like we need more things to bring like culture and like yeah. thrive in that way whatever it may be so yeah yeah so no, it's, like, it's especially like yeah creative local businesses yes like fashion designers you know so even going down to just eat local too and all that yes we got plenty of breweries too if you just yes, drunk yes, off your ass so or whatever many so many good breweries so yeah so just support everything keep opening, you can so yeah venues and shit so yes fuck. yes just and more venues are coming <laughs> you know what i mean so um, Stop going to all them chain restaurants and all these chain su- stores. Yes, support local. Support your own. Like, please, please support local. Um, that's going to play a major role in us having the success that we need to have within the next five years. Hell yeah! So supporting local is super important. Um, and um, yeah, that's all I can really say. Let's just continue to to make this happen squad cities let's continue doing it let's do it tell them any uh got any social media links or anything we oh, should yeah. be getting you at uh for most of my stuff west music w-e-s-m-u-z-i-k or even if you want to hit me up on the book facebook uh west julian j-u-l-i-e-n um that's where i post you know, on my instagram and and uh my facebook i typically post all my shows and things that i'm doing um up there um yeah um just be on the lookout for a lot of crazy things that's going on working with a lot of crazy dope people um yeah just know that 2019 this is our come up year as a quad cities and 2020 2020 is gonna gonna be be insane so like 
fasten up your seatbelts and get ready because it's gonna be a crazy ride <laughs> shit believe that on that note thank you again sir it's a pleasure yes sir until next time motherfuckers take it easy peace out y'all